promise, Lord, never again. But I also know that you know what a weak willed person I am. Don't regret this, Lord. I'm a wonderful person. has made this most holy night to shine with the brightness of the true light. Grant, we beseech thee that as we have known on earth the mysteries of that light, we may also come to the fullness of his joys in heaven, who lives and reigns with thee in the Holy Spirit, one God, world without end. Amen. Well, this is the collect for the early service of Christmas Day, which is normally Christmas Eve, right? <laughs> Which we have coming up on this Friday. And we're going to look at a few different uh, prayers of, of the day as we're moving forward here uh, today, anyways. Um, but here we have this one, Oh God, who has made this most holy night, Christmas Eve, to, to shine with the brightness of the true light. And the true light is the big L light. Jesus, the light of the world light. And to, to think that the world is, is in darkness, right? And it's fitting that we have a Christmas Eve, which for many of us, that is Christmas, right? Christmas Day tends to be the day after. It, it, it really oftentimes seems like an afterthought. It's a, it's a day off work kind of a thing. Christmas Eve has become the thing for church in, in America anyways. And here to imagine that that is what we're looking for at Christmas Eve. It's the reason why we like to light the candles for Silent Night, right? We, we like lighting the candles, sitting in the darkness with the candlelight, imagining that it is that uh, now, as we sit in the darkness of our sins, sit in the darkness of our fear of death, sit in the darkness of, of a life apart from God, now we are shining lights as, as Christ is shining within us and around us as he's come into the world to shine the light on our sin, but to also shine the light so that we are not afraid of the dark anymore. And so here to have this prayer be centered around that. And then grant we beseech thee that as we have known on earth the mysteries of that light, that, that we've come to know, come to, to understand the, the knowledge of who this Christ is and what he's doing as the light of the world. And then we say, we may also come to the fullness of his joys in heaven, that what we are tasting here of Christ might be something that we have uh, in the next life. That, that what we have here is just the appetizer. It's the opening band. And that what we are looking forward to is the culmination of all of that. When, when what it is that Christ does coming in the manger, what it is that Christ does coming in the cross, uh, becomes the absolute just beginning of what it is that God is going to be doing and is doing in him for us. And then, and then we do the normal salutation of who lives and reigns with thee in the Holy Spirit, one God, world without end. This one who lives, who reigns with the triune God in heaven. 
as we look forward to that reality. Not that we, we seek to get there as soon as possible, but that we look forward to, to that fact, to that truth. And so that anything that happens in this life, the darkness that might hit us in this light, we can shine the light of Christ upon it and say, no, Christ is my light and he will illumine my path as I walk through the darkest valley. He will be with me. And then one day soon, all darkness will be gone and the light of Christ will be all that there is. There will be no more sun nor moon to, to shine bright for the glory of the Lord will be the light for us as Revelation tells us. And then the, the later service, which would be the service of Christmas Day. Grant, we beseech thee, Almighty God, that the new birth of thine only begotten Son in the flesh may set us free, who are held in the old bondage under the yoke of sin, through the same Jesus Christ, thy Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with thee and the Holy Spirit, one God, world without end. Amen. Grant, we beg you, Almighty God, God who is able to do all things, the Almighty, the all-powerful, that the new birth of thine only begotten Son, notice this, the new birth of thy only begotten Son in the flesh may set us free, we're held in the old bondage of the yoke of sin. The new birth. The fact that there's a newness about Christ's birth. That, that he comes born of a virgin. But he's also born under the law. For one purpose and one purpose only. That he might die to free us from the law. To free us from our sin. That is the whole point of what he's coming to do. new birth of thine only begotten Son in the flesh may set us free who are held in the old bondage under the yoke of sin. I love that interplay of new and old, how there's there's the reality of this life that we, we did have, and, and then we are looking forward to the new life which comes in Christ, the, the old life under that bondage, under that, that prison of our sin, under the fact that we spend the majority of our life trying to to uh, live a life different that we might free ourselves and then we find out that it's actually in the birth of Christ that, that we are freed from that, that that is cast aside and we are clothed in something new, a new life, a new world in Christ. So why do we hold on to our sins? Why do we think that it's our job to get rid of them? I don't know. Maybe because as I said in my sermon yesterday, we want to be Jesus, even though we're not. We want to be him. Our third prayer that we'll look at here is for the first Sunday after Christmas, uh, which is the 26th, which is interesting. That's actually supposed to be St. Stephen's Day. And so that would uh, have its own, that has its own text as it looks at the um, martyrdom of Stephen. Yeah, Merry Christmas. <laughs> what a great day to have. Um, but here, the first Sunday after Christmas, Almighty and everlasting God, direct our actions according to thy good pleasure, that in the name of thy beloved Son we may be made to abound in good works. Through the same thy Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with thee in the Holy Spirit, one God, world without end. Amen. Almighty and everlasting God, direct our actions according to thy good pleasure. God, do this work in me that is according to what it is that you are going to do, according to thy will, not my will. That in the name of thy beloved Son, through the work of what Christ has done, the things attached to his name as the one who is going to save us 
from our sins, as the Matthew text tells us in Matthew chapter 1. That in the name of thy beloved Son, we may be made to abound in good works. That we're calling for God to do his work in and among us in such a way that it leads to us bearing fruit of doing some good works, but even more so, what do we learn in John that is the work of God, that is the good work? To trust him. Not to trust in anything that we are going to do. Not to trust in the possibility that we might become a good person. But to trust that Christ is going to do his work in us. That we might be freed. Have the freedom to live out our life in him. As as we move ahead, clinging to his cross and the glory of what it is that he does to come for us. Because we have to realize, church, that God is the subject of all the verbs. We're the object. We're acted upon. That's through the Holy Spirit and through what Christ has done. May this Christmas be uh, God's action, action upon you as we move towards that glorious festival of Christ coming for us. Let us pray. Almighty and everlasting God, direct our actions according to thy good pleasure in the name of thy beloved Son. We may be made to abound in good works through the same thy Son, Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, world without end. Amen. Well, church, go in peace, serve the Lord. Happy Advent. We'll see you tomorrow.